This podcast is part what? of the TPS Radio Sports Podcast Network what? at www.tpsradio.net. WWE Pod TPS Radio, Mike James, in a, in a time when Mark Henry is the fucking world champion. The fucking world champion. Yeah, I said that through gritted teeth. Oh dear goodness. Are you? Are you, I know. I know this is an unusual way to start the show, but if you're saying that, if are you saying that if you were fucked by Mark Henry, it would be through gritted teeth? Yeah, I wouldn't let him. I don't think you'd have much of a choice. Huh? I'd bite it off. Ah, well. Um, <laughs> that's going to be the most obscene start ever, I think. To a without question, without question. I don't know. I don't know what it is that we turn on the thing here in WWE Pod Tales and something happens. Profanity ensues. Profanity ensues. This is not. Yeah, this is not for your kids, ladies and gentlemen. Does Mark Henry have kids? I bloody hope not. I wonder what size they would be. It's probably eating them. Oh, there's a thought. Put them in a burger. Ah, oh, I had a lovely burger yesterday. Yes, really? Oh, yes, I went to one of those gourmet burger kitchens. Oh, yeah, yes, we've got one in our, I've got one in my hometown. Cool, well, I I went to one uh, up uh, at the O2, I was up there, and uh, oh, oh, it was marvellous. I had this thing called the Frenchie. Oh, yeah. And basically, it was burger, bacon, onion jam, and a slab of Stilton. Oh, nice. Oh, it was gorgeous. With a little blue cheese sauce on the side. Ah, Marvellous. And uh, how many stars? Was it a five-star meal? Oh, that's a good question. I'd say at least a four. So, so what match would it be? What match would your burger be? Kevin Nash versus Mark Henry. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, 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 no. Let's, if, we're talk, if we're talking four star, so we're talking very good but not quite amazing. Undertaker Orton? Okay, WrestleMania 21. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I'd, I'd go with that. That's, that's good. I'd like a piece of that. If, well, I'm a vegetarian, so the equivalent. Yes, the, equiv- the equivalent thereof. Yes. Um, back, to, back to Mark Henry being the world champion. Speaking of burgers, yes. Why? Because WWE love their big guys, we all know this, and yes. they and oh dear, it's it's like I said in the show last week or the previous week sort of thing. They have it in their head that Mark Henry is a more natural top level heel than Christian. And why? It's purely because he's fat. Yes, I mean to be yes, to be fair. <sighs> Playing devil's advocate, which is very hard in this situation because it's not going to end up me playing devil's advocate. But go on, they've they're they're pushing him and they've they've made him look like a destroyer. Yes, that's the only part. However, you forget the ten to twelve years of absolute averageness and attempts to push him that have been similar to this. And then um, two months down the line, they, you know, he's just Mark, fat Mark Henry again. You know. Well, he's still fairly fat and average now. That's the problem. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's but it's been so long that I think even if they did everything absolutely right, I still couldn't take it seriously. He can't back it up. You know that that's the thing, isn't it? Like you say, they could get the machine behind him a hundred percent, and you could argue they have. They've put the fucking belt on him, but he just can't cut it in the ring. No, and he can't do a promo. I mean, he's the perfect example. If he came in of a, what a really good manager could do. A bit like, yeah. um, uh, let's be honest, yeah, the, the right way to do it with the big guy, what they did with Umaga. Exactly. I'm not exactly. saying he's not good at that guy, he's not good at promos, um, and, uh, Umaga, you know, but my point being is they did that absolutely right. That would have been perfect for Mark Henry, 
obviously, ten years down the line, no, he's a waste of space. But well, this is the thing. I mean, the last time they gave him a really big push, and we mentioned the whole Kurt Angle match that was kind of piss poor. He had Davari with him, didn't he? Yeah, but oh, but that that was a very, really really short. And that was more of a storyline thing because Davari defected from Kurt Angle to Mark Henry, if I remember. Is that how it worked? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, because uh, he went. Uh, Kurt Angle went face when he won the title, sort of. Yes. So. Okay. But yeah, but but what I meant was, I'm not saying oh, with a manager, it's still fucked up. I'm I'm agreeing with you. I think he needs a manager because you say he can't really talk much. He's not. He's not. There are worse, but he's not that good. No. No, he's 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 not that good. Um, he's not he, he's not a good ring general in terms of. Let's be honest. No. If Kurt Angle can't get a good match out of him, when you could argue Kurt Angle were you know it was it was during his peak years, perhaps mm. maybe maybe towards the the end of his peak years, but still during it. If Kurt Angle can't do it, I don't think no one can. In terms of you know, even Shawn Michaels won't. I don't think of Kurt Angle because I I see them at their peak at similar levels. It's kind of like a square peg round hole situation, isn't this? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mark Henry is your but a fat peg at that. Yeah, fat peg. I mean, at best, Mark Henry, possibly, if done absolutely right, is is a good heel intercontinental champion where an upcoming babyface could bounce yeah. off, win, and then obviously before he wins the main prize, kind of thing. You know, at yeah, best, that, that could possibly work because, as as you say, when you're that sort of level, and this is this is not meant in offence to this particular talent, right? But John Morrison, right? Excellent in the ring sometimes, but can't really talk. No, he can't. Not really. And so he is fine as saying IC or US champion. Yes. Mark, Hen- Mark Henry can't really talk much either. And as you say, he'd be fine in that role if pushed correctly. Yes. But instead, they've pushed him straight to the top again. Well, I say straight to the top after 15 years, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, and it, oh, I don't know. It's just, yeah, what, 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 a, what a waste, and what a waste of Christian. I mean, you know, fair yeah. enough. You needed to end the Christian Randy Orton feud. It was, it probably you could argue it was one of SmackDown's best feuds of the year. They had some very good matches. And they had fantastic matches. Fair enough. It was right to finish it. Um, really, I think it should have ended up with Christian getting the belt, over, belt overall. Yeah. And then maybe, you know, perhaps maybe keeping it until maybe the Royal Rumble. And then you set up your WrestleMania SmackDown one where he loses it or whatever, you know? I mean, that would have made sense. I mean, holding it to the Rumble. Yeah, actually, that could have worked. He's smarmy enough to really piss the fans off for that long. I see what you mean. And, and of course, you have the uh, after Autumn, you have the natural challenger of Sheamus, obviously. Yep. After that, I'm not sure who you could have gone with. Maybe even like a Daniel Bryan or a Sin Cara, maybe. Although that'd be quite difficult, obviously, because he can't talk and there's two of them. Yes. Bit odd. Yeah, but it, it goes to show once again, I mean, look, that WWE, this is one of our beefs, they're not very good at long-term booking, I think, either. Not these days, no. Not as good, at least. I mean, you look at Hell in the Cell now. Who's Mark Henry facing for Hell in the Cell? Do we know yet? Awesome. Alton. Okay, again. Yes, again. So the second match is a Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I know. I know, exactly. Now, yeah, once we've said it, while booking themselves into a corner, a two-week build to the Hell in a Cell this coming Sunday, oh dear. The only, the, the one match that potentially makes sense, I could kind of understand the Cena, Alberto Del Rio Punk being in a cell. I don't have a problem with that, well, funnily I, enough. I, I'm not sure if I totally get that. In a way, no. But what, what annoyed me is John's. It was Triple H's stupid decision that made John Cena originally lose the belt um, to CM Punk before Alberto cashed it in. But John Cena has been absolutely fine with that, hasn't he? I don't quite get that. Well, he had his rematch, as it were, at Thingy. Yeah, he did. That's, um, that, that, that's how Triple H classed it, if you follow me. Yeah, true. But it, I personally think it's a very stupid decision to take the belt of Del Rio to begin with. It is. Um, yeah. I mean, after all that hype that you give him a three or four week reign, very odd. Yeah, for his first, yeah. After all that hype, coming in, all that build, winning money in the bank, all those promos, coming into his car, and then you give him a three, you, you know, I mean, I mean, the only he one... to his car. Pardon? 
Doing what to his car? Oh, no, coming in in his car. Oh, yeah, that sounds quite bad, oh. actually, doesn't it? Well, well, well <laughs> that's a, potentially a very bad choice of words. Indeed. Either yeah, carry on. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, going in his car... Um, the hype, as you say, and everything, and all yeah. that. And then three-week build. I mean, the, the only worst thing, I think, this year was uh, the, uh, the one-day Christian, uh, or whatever. The one less-than-one-week Christian title reign. Yeah, that was bizarre. But, of course, it turned out to work in a way, because they made Christian a nice little heel. They did make him a, light, a, a nice little heel, but, yes, they did. And they made Randy Orton a very average face. Uh, we were so pissed off at the time, weren't we? Yes, we were. I, I can still remember sitting in my living room and you ringing me saying he's lost it. What? I know, I couldn't... Uh, what, yeah, what followed, a lovely moment, you know, a uh, arguably... But, you know, a, a WrestleMania-esque moment, let's say, with Christian winning it for the first time, with Edge helping him. You know, that could have been, at, you know, that could have been a semi-main at WrestleMania, in theory, you know, with that, that kind of, you know, the emotion and everything going into it. I see what you're getting at, yeah. And then they shit on it within a week. They did shit on it within a week. But this is one of the few times where bitterly wonders if we were wrong, because it turned out to be for quite a good reason. It did in the end, yeah. And, uh, well, there you go. Perhaps perhaps we should hold our hands up and say, look, you know, we, sh- we we didn't like it at first, but it kind of made sense in the end. But what have they done now? They've essentially replaced Christian with him. Yes. So. And, uh, and that is very, excuse me, that is very difficult to defend. It is, and no Mark Henry. Mark Henry. You cannot defend putting a championship on Mark Henry. No. He's the ultimate warrior without salad. He's the ultimate warrior without salad. Yeah, not very good in the ring, a bit dangerous, but pushed very well. Well, well I think, I'm not even sure if he's been pushed that well. Nowhere near as good as the likes of Warrior or Goldberg. Although Goldberg's better than Warrior. Yes. And, yeah, probably Henry as well, yeah. Yeah. I'd be in the ring. Yes, in the ring. Um, okay, uh, interesting bit, tidbit. We've got Jericho accuses WWE stars of stealing from him. Stealing from him? Stealing from him. Stealing from him? Would you like me to read the paragraph? Please. There seems to be a lack of respect for the forefathers who came in and did it first. This is a quote from Jericho. And it's not just CM Punk. It's uh, the whole itinerary of guys from Mr. Cody Rhodes to Mason Ryan to Sin Cara to Kelly Kelly. Everybody is stealing moves, looks, ideas. Brian Pim- Pillman once told me, if you want to make it in wrestling, you have to do something that nobody has done before and nobody is doing that they are coming and that they are coming off at second-rate copies of Chris Jericho. And that's maybe why these guys uh, aren't striking out uh, aren't striking, sorry, and I watch and think, seriously, again, a couple of years ago, you had Ms. Ford, John Cena, Zero. Where did that come from? Conspiracy theory. Where did that come from? Best in the world. Where did that come from? Wearing suits, talking slow, using big words, using certain moves. You know, Ms. was with the word troglodyte a few weeks ago, and I'm like, seriously, if there ever was a word associated with Chris Jericho, that would be it. These guys have to start thinking of their own stuff, and sometimes I see some of them, and I'm like, oh, come on. It's not like it's influenced. At least give credit where credit's due. What do you think? Controversial? Is he, is, is he getting a bit big for his boots? Does he have a point? Well, let's think. Miz for Cena nil. Yes, that is hardly original, because, of course, he did it with Goldberg, didn't he, way back? Yes. So I've got to admit that. Uh, wearing suits, talking slowly with big words. I, I take it he means Miz again? Yeah, possibly. But a few of the people, you could argue, have been doing it. But then again, the Four Horsemen did it. Fair enough. They may not have used the, the big words. I think the manager may have done a bit a bit of that. But Dylan. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, he always came off as intelligent anyway. Yes, he did. He did, he did. But one thing, what do you say? It's not just CM Punk. What the fuck's Punk been doing? Is it because he called himself the best in the world? Possibly. Because that's the only similarity between the two I can think of. Otherwise, I'd say Punk is very different because he's more about going for the jugular, if you follow me. Yeah. And being a bit 
shoot, which Jericho really wasn't. No. He, he, was, he, wasn't. he, he was fantastic, but he didn't do that. No, yeah, I was a bit surprised at that. Now, good old Jericho. Is is this then a is this therefore a case of Mister Mister Jericho perhaps um, ruffling a few feathers before he comes in, part of the storyline perhaps before he makes a return? I love that idea, but that sounds uh, that maybe sounds a bit like we'd be grasping, uh, grasping at straws. Yeah, I think so too. But you know, we can only, we can only hope. We can only, yeah, we can only hope. I mean, you never know. You might, uh, you might come back at the. I mean, let's be honest. If he's coming back, um, I would definitely wait because you got the whole Roxy and the thing in Survivor Series. I would rate to be maybe he's number twenty-seven onwards number at the Royal Rumble, or even number one at the Royal Rumble to screw a surprise. Hmm. Would you have him come in that early, or would you maybe have him come back in when Rock presumably wanders off again after Mania? See, yeah, that's another good one. Um, after Mania, like I would, po- yeah, that is true. I would do it potentially at or at the pay per view Extreme Rules after WrestleMania. Then I wouldn't do it the Raw after because you still got Rock will still possibly make an appearance. You know that take away from it. I've always liked people making comebacks and debuts at pay per views rather than Raws, but and especially a surprise me too, one. Me too. Yeah, because you think, oh, you know, you, you got your money's worth, or you, you know, you feel. It, it means a bit more then, doesn't it? Definitely. So, you know, and, and at a pay-per-view, he can, uh, you know, his music plays when the, when when both, you know, the, the John Cena or the Miz are out on the floor, he comes in and screws one of them for the title. There you go. you, you got an instant storyline almost straight away then, haven't you? I like that idea, yes. Yeah, and then, and then he does his promo on Raw. Everyone's thinking, goodness me, Chris Jericho's back. Uh, I'm fancy watching Raw now, uh, rather than him surprising everyone on Raw. Which I don't think, you know, which is, uh, okay, I got the pay-per-view, now I'm seeing him debut here. Uh, so. Not quite, it, 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 it's just not quite as grand when they return on a norm, on normal television, is it? No, I don't think so. Uh, and yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I do think, I think maybe possibly one of the big, one, or one of the big titles, I think should change perhaps on TV once a year. Yeah? Rather than pay. Because then, then you've always got the, if you've advertised a title match on Raw or SmackDown, you've always got the potential then for it to change. But I don't think you should do it too often, though, on the main TV show. It, it's always better on a pay-per-view. Yeah, but then if you do that, well, you know, you got that Joker, maybe one of them once a year, uh, changing on TV, so then you, you, there's always that chance, and, you know, there's always that shit. You never know. I don't want to miss it, just in case. Always keep the fans on their toes, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. But... Like, like a good pair of stilts. Like, like a good, like a, yes, indeed, like a good pair of stilts. In um, talking about stilts, yes, uh, CM Punk, who is yes. currently very high in the wrestling fans' ah, opinion as he's on stilts. Ah. There you go. Oh no, he um, interestingly, Stone Cold Steve Austin has said that he, if he did have a return match, it, he would like it to be against CM Punk. He seems to be quite a fan of his, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, goodness me, him saying that, what, potentially, if it was this WrestleMania, what a WrestleMania we'd have. Oh, oh, oh my God, Rock Cena and Austin Punk. Yeah, I mean, think of the promos between the two as well, leading up to the world. That's why I reacted like that, they'd be amazing, those promos, wouldn't they? Exactly, and then, for example, if you wanted to go one further, um, arguably at the next pay for Extreme Rules, or even if you wanted to make the, the Raw after WrestleMania and give away a big match, which you know maybe you want to do, you could have, um, for example, Austin and Rock versus Punk and Cena as your main event at the Raw after WrestleMania, and have the, you know... Wow, Austin and, Austin and Rock teaming together against two of the... Ooh, hello. I mean, you're definitely... I'd, I'd, I'd like to think you'd get a massive, rate, a massive TV rating for that. Oh, for those two and that... Oh, enormous, enormous. It would tick every box, really. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, of course, I, but, but you know, with, with Austin, we can but dream. Yet we, we, in a way, we were lucky to get Rock, you know what I mean? So, yes. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Speaking of Rock... Yep. He's back at Survivor Series, isn't he? Yep, he's teaming with John Cena. Oh, I thought they were leading teams against each other. Nope, no, no, no. Teaming with John Cena... Uh, but the problem is Survivor Series, well, it's in November, so it's a month away. I can't really think how, how they're going to do it with Storyline, and why do they announce it now? 
why do they announce a match where it's a bit of a surprise and there doesn't really seem to be a reason why they'd team up? I, the, only, the only thing I can think of is, is, is like, you know, oh my God, it would be like Punk teaming with Alberto Del Rio, you know, that kind of thing, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, true. But then again, you know, I don't know. If 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 it, it's it's one of those things. Rather than maybe announce it, have Rock, uh, you know, turn up at a pay per view before Survivor Series if you've if you've announced it already, and tease something to build up a storyline for Survivor Series. Maybe he could arrive at Hell in a Cell, cost Cena the belt. Yep. And then, uh, and then Triple H comes out and says. By the way, you two are teaming together at Survivor Series. Oh, that'd be good. That would be good, wouldn't it? That'd be cool. Yeah, and let's be honest, they could both bitch and argue about who's going to be the captain. Oh, yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, and literally, and let's be honest, you you could even say that their pet, their arguing, could actually cost their team the match. Therefore, building more heat onto the WrestleMania. But, like that. We're coming up with some nice ideas tonight. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and what? We're, we're like 20 minutes into the show, and we're already, in my opinion, booking better than WWE. It's, we're like a WCW meeting. Yes. <laughs> um, in, in the Speak, good days. In the good days. Speaking of WCW. Yeah. And this is the reason why they crossed my mind. Just before we started, I went on YouTube, right? Yeah. While I was setting up uh, the, the computer and all that. And I saw a link to a video that said. Flair hates everyone. Oh and I thought, I thought, I want to have a look at that. And basically, it was clips of him saying about this. He does like this person because of this. He does like this person because of this. And uh, he mentioned uh, WCW because they because uh, you probably heard some of this before. But basically, they said um, he said I should say when Vince bought WCW, he was delighted. For the simple reason that that company at the end was so disorganized and so shoddy and so shit in terms of how it was run, he was really pleased. And he pinned that firmly on Russo and Ferrara, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. That sort of thing. And you know what? I've what? completely forgotten my point. Why am I talking about this? Ric Flair hates everyone. Yeah. Uh... Oh, yeah. And there was a, and there was, it was quite entertaining. And there was a link from that to a thing, a Chris Jericho video, forty second video. Oh yeah. That said, was WCW really that bad at the end? And oh. Chris Jericho said in this video, he that five minutes or fifteen minutes before Nitro started live. Yeah. He was told, "You're facing Stevie Ray in the opening segment." Nice, and then he was, uh, uh, but they didn't, but they didn't have a finish for him yet. <laughs> then a couple of minutes before Nitro started, they told him it's going to end with Big Show, who was NWO at the time, uh, helping you win. And then he said, "Why?" And then they said, "We'll figure that out later." Oh dear! How- what? It's amazing, isn't it? That that uh, uh, what at the time a multi-million. This is multi-million dollar company actually runs like that. How? It doesn't make sense because it it was so good at times, you know, in the late 90s. It was fabulous. Was it almost, would you say it was almost a very lucky accident that it was that good? It was just the right people at the right time and just by chance they had the right ideas. But then after about two years, they managed to fuck it up or not. Wow. You see, it, you're probably right, but, but but because I liked WCW a lot, I don't want to admit it. You don't, oh. I don't want to admit it. I don't want to admit that my baby was was just was just luck because there, because there's got to be something to it. I yeah. don't I, I don't believe Bischoff was a complete idiot. No, no, and you know what? I've always thought WCW when WWE bought WCW, um, yeah. the idea was they were going to have a a, a Nitro show. That's, I yes. believe that was the original idea. But then obviously they didn't. And Vincent Mann, let's be honest, completely messed up the whole WCW versus WWE angle. Uh, I can understand. I mean, you had Booker T really was one of the... And DDP were the two big WCW guys. When, let's be honest, what you really needed was uh, a, a Goldberg and or Sting. Didn't you yes. really? Yeah? yeah, yeah, to be the lead guys. I could understand but that Vince... 
I think Vince didn't want to buy them out of their contract. But I think had he actually bought them out of their contract, they probably he probably would have made the money back within about two months worth of pay per view buys. I agree completely. I mean, we're, we're talking an awful, we're talking a lot of money because like they were on like a million and a half a year. Yeah. and it was uh, yeah. I think he would have ended up paying nearly what a good five or six million, perhaps. But then again, but I think he would have made that money back possibly more because you got to think about then you the merchandising. Yeah, the even yeah. at the house shows probably would have been more sellouts because of like you know if you, especially if you tease a Goldberg versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at that year's SummerSlam, or for example, which could have easily happened if he'd have, if if he'd have bought it. You know, I mean. I mean Goldberg. We all know that he's a bit he's a bit weird sometimes, but he's not a complete. I doubt he's a complete tart. You know what I mean? I'm sure if Vince had offered him enough money, he would have eventually said, "All right," you know. Exactly. I mean, when he and let's be honest, when he did go to WWE, they completely well they messed the whole Goldberg thing up. It's like they forgot what actually made the Goldberg character successful. Uh, short matches. Domi- uh, you know, I'm going to dominate you. Bang, bang, bang. About five moves. Within five minutes, he gets a pin. That's Goldberg. It was, it was a little strange when they brought him in. I mean, for the most part, his push was all right because he was pretty much undefeated again, which is fine. But at the same time, there was kind of like, like we all remember that SummerSlam. Oh, God. The time he really should have won the title? Exactly. Yes. Why? Why? Yeah, I think that was uh, that was definitely the beginning of the end of the Goldberg character. After such a strong start with that, let's be honest, that um, entertaining rather than a technical masterpiece, but that quite entertaining match with The Rock, yeah, it started off very strong, didn't it? The Goldberg yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And then it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it just ended with a whimper with that, well, a whimper in some ways, but I think it ended fantastically, uh, <laughs> if you're a wrestling fan, with that, with that Goldberg-Brock Lesnar match, only because how bad it was. It was terrible, wasn't it? It was one of the best, worst matches that you can actually watch. It's so entertaining, especially if you get the live feed copy rather than the DVD, where you, you know, where you've got the crowd chanting "You sold out" and people and things like that. All these different chants it seemed to affect both Lesnar and Goldberg. It was just, it was just brilliant. See, I really wish that I could see that again in that live feed way. You haven't got it, have you? No, I've got the DVD, and they, I do. I'm the the crowd sounds different, so. Indeed, it's it's all a bit dubbed in that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and the only saving grace was Stone Cold Steve Austin ended up stunning both of them, which is exactly what the crowd wanted after that, that, that terrible was, that match. Was the best, that was the best bit of the match. It was, yes, it was, wasn't it? I don't understand how it was. It, let's be honest, it was built up fantastically. It was yes. one. Of, it was a WrestleMania match, wasn't it? No Without doubt. Without question. And, Without uh, question, yeah, yeah, and then within the within the first two minutes, it completely lost its fizz. Rubbish. It was a bit odd. I mean, it's like they they started doing a bit of like map based stuff, which Goldberg probably wasn't that good at. No, Lesnar, sure, but he was a bit big to be doing that sort of thing. Yes. By that point, I mean the reason that people want to see the match is because these are two powerful behemoths. Exactly. Sort of thing, and I, I you, you, you have a much better memory than I do, Patrick. But it's just, I just, <laughs> I, I just think about it. I just, what, how did they fuck that up? I know it's you had there, uh, you know, the build of a Mike Tyson, Frank Bruno, Bruno esque fight, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, all they needed to do was, you know, have a few powerful matches, a couple of clotheslines, a couple of near falls, kick out of each other's finisher, and then finish it. A 10-minute match probably would have been enough, you know, but a really high-impact 10-minute match, yeah, which is nicely scripted for those two. You couldn't have gone wrong. Crowd would have loved it, really, whoever won. Stone Cold would have still stunned both of them, and we will be talking about a very different match. It's kind of one of those things where... As you say, it could have been really good. They, as you say, they would have needed a lot of help to plan it. Yes. It, it would have been like DDP used to do, and Randy Savage used to do their matches. Everything planned meticulously, you know? Yeah. They, they should have sat the two of them down with Pat Patterson or even got him in for that match and have him sit there and go over it and over it and over it because or, cause the, the only one drawback I can think of is that Goldberg needed a bit of help sometimes. Yes. And, and Lesnar, great as he was, 
had, a, in my head, had only really just got good. You know what I mean? Yes. He, that's, that's, he'd taken that next level, hadn't he? Yes, he had. He had. He, he just got good. He just got entertaining. So the only thing I think of is if it needed a bit more planning behind it. But it still could have been very good. I mean, for the love of God. Hogan and Warrior, right? <laughs> Hogan is not the best wrestler, but a genius in terms of working and crowd reaction, right? Yes. Warrior isn't. No. But if you plan something right and have the right chemistry, it works. And that was a good match. I personally find it... Mike? Michael! Oh, oh, we have lost Mr. Chalkley, ladies and gentlemen. Let me attempt to get him back. Uh... Hello? I have absolutely no idea, but welcome back, Michael! Hey! Um, hey! I'm here! Bring your trousers! Everyone. I have, I have. I'm in my trousers. That's um, always a good place to be. I'm in my house. Uh, oh, that's fair. That's fair. That's ex- excellent. We should, de- <laughs> we, should, we should definitely still do our naked podcast. Um, it's got to happen. It does, doesn't it? It has been quite warm recently. Oh, bloody hell it was today. I know. Goodness me. Um, I've, got, I've, I've got a bit of sunburn on my face. Really? Yeah, it was that warm for me. So well, in wowie indeed. So wait, wait, we were talking about yeah Goldberg and Warrior and all that, right? Not Goldberg versus Warrior. That'd be shit. But I mean, but Hogan and Warrior, neither of them amazing in the ring. But if you have the right, but but with the right characters and you use them in the right way, it was a good match. Lesnar, yes, Lesnar and Goldberg should have been something similar. It wasn't. No. Either they let them plan it themselves too much. Yep. Which I know sounds like a big a bit patronizing, but you know, maybe. Yep. Or or I don't know. Just something went wrong. Yeah, it did it's, it, it, it's a big show. And the whole WCWWE thing uh, was I mean, was what started off as fantastic, even with even with the first pay per view, fair enough they were missing it. They they completely screwed it up and give given a few extra a few extra pounds and a few extra people, let's say. I mean, you could have had you know, you, you a SummerSlam, a record breaking SummerSlam buy rate easily. Uh, along with other or potentially record breaking pay per views leading up to the Survivor series, which, you know, you could have concluded, and let's be honest, you, we may have had a Thursday Night Nitro or, or Friday Night Nitro rather than SmackDown. And, uh, then, and then, let's be honest, you could you could still keep that as WCW with that big gaudy world heavyweight belt, the WCW belt. And let's be honest, it would have been a more realistic brand, you know, brands, you know, with the two brands extension, rather than SmackDown and Raw, you would have a WWE Raw and WCW uh, uh, Nitro. Let's be honest. Completely two different brands would have made sense, and the the you know it would the two the two brands it would well made more sense. Uh, I'm running out of things to say now. I've got too excited, Mike. Trousers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, but then when you did put what them against each what, other, yep. What? No, I don't mean to cut you off. But what you're saying is it, it would have been a more realistic split because they've been two different companies. Yeah. And because they've been two different companies, they could still potentially have been the company pride there. Pretty more of a competition. Yes, rather than let's be honest, Raw and SmackDown. Uh, yeah, whatever, mate. Uh, you're not really two brands. You. It's a bit like. Uh, my name's James. I work at Orpington McDonald's, and I'm going to go to Walton McDonald's. Oh my god, crazy! You know. I think I see what you're getting at. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, no, you can't really take that seriously. And then they don't even respect the brand switch because everyone's on everyone's show now anyway. They should end it. We've said that for ages. What do you think of... I, 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 I'm quite liking the current Super Show thing. Are you liking that? Yeah, but it, yes. But it goes to show that there's, there's more potential... There's more interest, uh, yeah, I think, in WWE ending the brand extension. And, what the, and if you remember in 99 when SmackDown first came on, it was basically just an extension of Raw sometimes. Yes. As in like, oh, I can't wait till what happens Thursday. You know... You know, and you can have that. Yeah. So the argument is, okay, it's going to be the John Cena and Randy Orton show. Fair enough, yeah. But then you wouldn't, 
if one of them wasn't in the main main storyline for the title, you wouldn't have to have John Cena potentially on both shows then, if he wasn't in the main main title picture or whatever, would you? So, if it was cleverly booked, it could be great because the amount of talent they have at the moment is pretty huge. When you think about it, you know, the likes of Christian and Sheamus and Del Rio and Punk and Cena and Triple H and Miz and R-Truth, wherever they are. You know, there's all sorts. Exactly. And then you could get rid of the... You could keep the Intercontinental Championship as you mid-tier, maybe get rid of the US, but then you could arguably then, you could bring back the European or even the Cruiserweight or even the Hardcore title then as well, couldn't you? If you're going to get rid of all the belts and keep, you know, your World Heavyweight, your Intercontinental, but potentially your European one if you want that back, maybe your Cruiserweight one, and then maybe your Hardcore one. And still it wouldn't be so bad with all those belts because of the massive roster you had. I do like the idea they've been a, cru- a, a cruiserweight and hardcore belt again. Oh yeah, especially the, yeah with the twenty-four-seven rule. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. And let's be honest, the hardcore one had some really entertaining matches as well. It did. I mean, not just the fact that you could have random ones in corridors. There were some good ones. I mean, I mean, you remember, you remember the hardcore Invitational at that WrestleMania. Oh, that was that the one when Kane won eventually. No. No, 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 no. That was that was. I think that one was Big Show, Kane, and Raven. That three-way. Oh yeah, sorry. But what I'm thinking of is where they had Crash Holly had the championship, and there were 15 men in this hardcore. Oh yes. Yeah. Where the referee fucked it up and hardcore somehow won. Yes. That and at the end of it, and at the end of it, you just went, "Hang on." Yes. That was that was brilliant. It was a bizarre feeling because it was like one. Two, and then Ken had the third one, and he like hit hit a bit of plastic or something. Yeah, and looked a bit confused, so it didn't come down for the three, and so hardcore one, and yes. then lost to the next night. Ah, oh, sad, sad, sad day, but still, sad day. But either way, the hardcore belt was cool. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Let's be honest, it was very cool. Um, Speaking of hardcore, it, it was it was pretty cool to see in this day of supposed PG-ness, and I think they've loosened the reins a little bit. This this whole uh, Alberto Del Rio uh, chair-shutting the shit out of two men. Oh, whoa, that did look... I, saw, I didn't see all of Raw. I saw bits of it. That looked painful, didn't it? I mean, but then again, go back, go, before we go into that, go, go back to Alberto Del Rio. He, lost yeah. his, he, he loses clean to the championship, and he loses yeah. clean again. The I mean, punk, yeah. Why? And it was a bit odd that he suddenly lost a punk with a knockout kick. Yeah. It was a bit odd, yeah. Which which I wasn't really too keen on, but... I mean, fair enough if they needed a quick finish because they wanted to do the thing. Ah, but then, of course, Del Rio did, was standing tall at the end of the night. Yeah, so they, they kind of made up for it. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, well, I, I think it's as good as you're going to get with a two-week build. Um, bit random, yes. <laughs> yeah, why a two-week build? It, I mean, let's be honest, they really should have, I think, one, 12 pay-per-views a year, one for each month. Simple. It's nice and spread, simple. Spread it? out. Yeah. Nice and simple, yes. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, but oh well, they don't, so I guess, as we go, I guess that's what we're going to have to do. But it hurts the buy rate. I know the SummerSlam buy rate wasn't as good as they wanted. Really? Yeah, I'm going to try and find that out. I know it wasn't very good, though. Oh, I think it was over worldwide uh, about three hundred thousand something. Worldwide, yeah, yeah, not domestic. Well, that's worldwide. Where domestically they used to do that just domestically on their own, but e- easily, yeah. So I can't yeah, see. Not no, no, it's not, is it? Um. So, but then again, then again, then again, it still it still takes the mick out of a. Uh, Anything TNA do? T what now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you think when was the last time you watched a TNA pay per view? Mm, uh, it's a lo- long time ago. Exactly. The last time I, I mean, I, I remember uh, when I was on when I was on holiday in August. Uh, when, when you know how I usually go to see TNA in January? Yeah. It's usually with people I go on holiday with in in August, and they said one night, "Why don't we stay in tonight, have a few drinks, and watch Impact?" Yeah, and I just thought, no, <laughs> no. Right. 
Well, well, talking about impact and talking about not making much of an impact, the buys was... It hey. was yeah, 301,000 buys, 127,000 domestic, and 174,000 international. That's shit. Yeah, for a SummerSlam. I mean, for money in the bank, they're, they're saying in the news, that probably, in this day and age, would have been okay. But for a SummerSlam, this is... But then again, if you remember, they really only had two official matches but almost booked on the, booked on the show, and the other ones came extremely late in the day. Very true, very true. So, that you, once again, they've only got themselves to blame, really. I mean, you know. But you know what? This is the thing. WWE at the moment, if they're, if they're not doing so on the buy rates, that's kind of a shame, because I quite like it at the moment. Uh, the main storylines I like at the moment, yeah. Uh, I think, but don't, but people arguably are getting bored of the same guys being at, well, for, for other than Mark Henry... Yeah, and, and, and Christian. But I've heard this, that in, in terms of Raw, the same guys being at the top, you've always got Randy Orton thereabouts. You've always got your John Cena thereabouts, yeah? And is it a case, Mike, of for years they haven't really been pushing anyone new big? And when they have done, they haven't actually, for example, like Seamus is a good example, stuck him, gone on the bandwagon and continued to push him even after the title match. And then people stop caring, caring about it. They think, what's the point in investing in this new guy? Or what's the point in investing in this push when I know two months down the line they're going to be exactly where they are, where they were before? You could even argue that's happened to Miz a bit. I mean, is that the case? Or I don't think it's quite as bad as that. No? Personally. Not really, because at the same time, you've got Del Rio and Punk. That's Which, very true. I mean, we all. I mean, granted, their current status as really top guys hasn't been around that long, and God only knows if it will continue that way. But to us, I gotta agree with you on one part of what you were saying because because I've never hated Cena in the way that a lot of people do, but maybe I'm getting a little bored of him too. Well, I don't, I don't like to say that, you know, but I, it's not just getting bored of Cena. I'm getting a bit bored of him having the belt again. It is very boring, isn't it? Let's be honest. A little bit, because you're you're a big Cena fan, I know, but it's like, and uh, but like, it's just him having the belt. It, he's a twelve-time champion now, right? Yeah, I've got no problem with that. Good luck to him. He's a very hard-working guy. No problem with that at all. But it it, it just kind of seems like that. When it gets to the point where it feels like the normal situation is for him to have the belt, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Then maybe that's a bit too often. You know what I mean? Yeah. uh, It's almost a bit like if he did the Chris Jericho and went away for a year to two years... It could, and then let somebody else make it big. It could be very big when he came back. I can't see WWE ever doing that because, along with I think Rey Mysterio, he's and now Hardy's gone. He's one of the biggest sellers in terms of merchandise and makes him a lot of money. Oh, he he makes them huge money without question. But yeah, I know what you mean. If he wandered off for a bit and went back, that would be quite interesting. But as you say, they would never let him go. No. I mean, can you imagine if? if I mean, I doubt this has ever happened. But can you imagine if Cena joined TNA? Oh, God, no, no. That would never happen, would it, though? It'd be very odd, very odd. It, amen to that. But I very much doubt we can see. He, 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 he very much has his his colours pinned to the mast or whatever the term is, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not going to go anywhere. But, yeah, it's just, it's just... When he won it again from Del Rio after only one month, and to be honest, this probably says more about some of the odd some of the slightly unusual booking decisions that you occasionally get, rather than seeing anything about Cena himself. But I just kind of thought to myself, why have you got it again? And you probably would have been absolutely right in thinking that, because it is a bit like, why have you got it again, Mr. Cena? Yes. Yeah. It's a bit like, yeah, your eyes roll. You know, oh, God. Uh, you, know, you know, play a new record. Um, Doesn't like that, eh? Yeah, I, yeah, as you said, I've got nothing against Cena, just like you, but... Yeah. No, it is. You're absolutely right. It is getting a bit boring. Him keep on winning it. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I would quite like if Punk was the pin-up guy for a while. I completely agree. I'd like that. I, I mean, I would quite... It would be rather cool if, say, Cena faces Rocket Mania. We all know that. Yeah. 
and maybe Punk wins the belt at Mania. That'd be nice. That would be great, I think. Wouldn't that? It doesn't look like it's going to happen, but that would make sense. It would be nice as well. Because it's going to be for the... I don't know why they're making it for the belts. I think that's very strange for do you me. Think is, do you think that is going to happen? Yes, because they've already, they've already announced it. Uh, everyone knows about it. Well, yeah, yeah, John Cena did say for the championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. When did he say that? Uh, during the original promo he gave the, after WrestleMania to The Rock. Well, yeah, but that oh. was... It's a promo. In a way, it doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't, but it was like unofficially officially announced for the WWE. Um, so it makes me wonder... Oh. Uh, I'm like, mm, yeah, are they going to do it? Are they not? I don't know. But, it, do- it doesn't need the belt. It doesn't need the belt. Uh, yes, I completely agree. I mean, it'd be, it, it's, it would still add something extra to it. Yeah. But do you need it? No, you don't. Not really. No. I would like to see the the WWE Championship Held by who? Who could hold the belt going into Mania? Hmm. Bono. By who? Bono. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because a lot of people would enjoy watching him get the crap kicked out of him. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That would be good. World peace. No. Um, Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Speaking, be- of cha- speaking of champions. Yes. I was a bit surprised that Zack Ryder didn't win the US belt. Oh, that would have been good, wouldn't it? It would have been pretty cool. I mean, I love Ziggler. I think, I mean, although... Did you see on Raw... This is going to sound a bit odd, right? But with 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 the with how blonde his hair is and the way it crisscrosses at the back, it actually looks like noodles. Really? Yeah, I know it sounds weird. But if but if, if if you see the bit of Raw again, just after his just after his match, where he where he manages to after his his first match, the singles yeah. match, where he manages to win, and he's he's leaning his head down, actually looks like his head is covered in noodles. <laughs> so Dolph Ziggler has hair like noodles to go with Billy Gunn's hair like scrambled egg. It was kind of bizarre. <laughs> I've I've I'm gonna I'll muscle it back at that. Trust me, it really does. Oh, speaking of speaking of which, right? I taped Raw on Monday night in the middle of the night, as I tend to do. Yeah. And I'm going to watch it this afternoon. Right. I watched the first 20 minutes, and it stopped. Oh dear. Because our Virgin box was too full. Oh, that's rubbish. It sucked ass. So, but in the end, I was okay because I was able to watch it on YouTube. Oh, good. So I'm going to post it all on YouTube. I mean, so, which wasn't as good, obviously, but I was still quite pleased. But yeah, it, when you think about it, the, that was a pretty stacked roar in terms of the card, wasn't it? From what I saw, I'm like, yes. And it felt like quite an event uh, to me, Raw, this week. It, yeah, I mean, uh, they, do, you, they do the three-hour roars uh, fairly often, actually, I think. It's quite a few times a year, isn't it? They do the big ones. More than they used to, yes. So, but this this one was only two hours. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know what? My favorite. I Raw really like. I loved the Homecoming Raw. Do you remember that one years ago? When he had well, the Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels match, Stone Cold stunned every McMahon going. Hogan was there, who even teased a Stone Cold Hogan match. Uh, you know, you had the Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, which I've already mentioned. Um, I do remember it. Yes, the only yeah. The Matt only- Hardy Edge. Ladder match. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, the, the only thing about it that was a bit odd is that is that when he stunned all former man, right? Yeah, that was brilliant, but it took him twenty five minutes to do it. Yeah, that was it. Did go? <laughs> it did go a bit long, didn't it? But apart from that, yeah, I do remember that one. Yeah, I think wasn't Shawn Michaels' angle like a draw? Yes, it was. Yeah, which was which was a bit odd because it set up a match at some uh, whatever it was the next paper. Yeah, I mean, it was a good match, but yeah, it was a 30-minute Ironman match that ended up being a draw. But still, you know, good. Good stuff. Um, it's Angle and Shawn Michaels. It's still brilliant, as you yeah. say, yeah. So, uh, b- before before we do uh, end the show, well, not yet, but... Um, 
quick one. Uh, we've got our few matches announced for the, the upcoming Hell in the Cell. Divas champion Kelly Kelly versus Beth Phoenix. Uh, quick prediction, Mike. Who do you reckon is going to win that one? Uh, <laughs> you don't care, Kelly. do you? You don't care, do you? Kelly. You, you reckon Kelly? It wouldn't surprise me if she somehow got out on top. I'm Not saying I'm going to go with Beth Phoenix then. All right, you want to go with Beth, okay. Uh, Seamus versus Christian. Ooh, that's tricky. Funny that it's a match where I think both men kind of need to win it because Christian's come off losing, you know. Um, excuse I me. I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. So, I wouldn't. I that's a hard one. You know, what? it wouldn't surprise me to see if Sheamus wins it. So then he goes against Henry next time. Ah, uh, yep. Okay, that makes sense. I, I probably agree with you there. Just a thought. I mean, I want Christian to win personally, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was Sheamus. And then we've got the we've got the I'm going to take a wee wee match and make my tea uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship Hell in a Cell. Randy Orton versus Mark Henry. Oh, oh dear. Um, uh, I, I will watch this match. Yeah, and yeah. I would love both men to prove me wrong and have a five star match. I. Question: We'd love to see that. Yeah. I reckon if I put a pound on that happening, I'd probably get two hundred pounds back. So if that did happen, one. yeah, two hundred to one, probably the odds of them having a five-star match. No, at least, <laughs> at least. Uh, who do you think is going to win? It's going to be Mark Henry. I, in I, terms of it making sense. Yeah, the way they've pushed him, Henry's going to keep it for a little bit. I reckon. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Okay. WWE Championship Triple Threat Hell in a Cell. Cena, Punk, Del Rio. The winner will be Terry Funk. Ah, well, he did. He did. He did come into the Mankind uh, Undertaker match in '98, didn't he? Yes, he and he did. lost. He managed to lose both his shoes. Did he? I never knew that. He did. Yeah, he lost. If you look at it, he's, a, he's a, he ends up getting thrown out of the ring in just his socks. If I remember, I didn't know that part. There you go, little tidbit. Sure. Yeah, so, uh, yes, Terry Funk, I agree. I, I reckon, Albert, I think, I've got a funny suspicion that Alberto de Rio may win it back. Really? Yeah. But only a funny suspicion. If I was a betting man, though, I'd bet on John Cena keeping it now until WrestleMania, yeah. really. So. Because of the rock thing? Yeah. I mean, I would like to see something like, I mean, could... I'm a bit puzzled that the whole conspiracy thing wasn't mentioned much on Raw, but I would quite like to see some. I would like to see like Punk win it, oh, yeah. and then, well, then with the extra TV time he gets, he can spout his conspiracy things. And it turns out he's right all along, and that the WWE is really owned by the Chinese. <laughs> I like that. I completely agree. I'm not sure what that meant, but nonetheless, no, definitely. Of course. John Laurinaitis likes his texting, doesn't he? Yes. And we all know what that means. Someone will die. It's a bit harsh. I am, I'm not the one sending the text. True. Someone will die. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's quite out there, but yeah. Nonetheless... Um, no, no one's going to die. Uh, yeah, I would like to see. I would like to see. It turns out that John Laurinaitis and all of the weird shit with Kevin Nash is clearly. I was right, but wrong because clearly it's, it's not Laurinaitis. I would like to see the person who's orchestrating all the weird shit behind the scenes. Yep, Jeremy Clarkson. That good promo. I'm going to own Raw. Oh, that'd be good, wouldn't it? I'd like that. If this wrestler was a parrot, it would be a car. I like that. And then I think you should critique each wrestler's match. Just sit there and go, rubbish! <laughs> yes, the simul cowl of wrestling. Um, that. Yeah, oh, that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Young man, that was outstanding. I'd like that. What Do you watch X Factor? Uh, I watched the bit where... They do the whole auditions bit, but then I lose interest when they get serious. Oh, fair enough. Um, I, you... Yeah, Karen, no. I watch it when it's... When it's my mum's watching it on a Saturday, or my, yeah. my girlfriend and stuff, and it's on, and I'm having dinner or something, or I will sit down and watch it. 
uh, okay. this part, but you know, I don't have like a vested interest in it anymore. I see. I mean, one thing crosses my mind is like because I've 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 seen about three of them All right. since since it's been back on TV and sort of things. About half, I think, of this. Kelly Rowland is the luckiest woman in singing right now. How the fuck did she end up as a judge on X Factor? She's the endos person, yeah. No, no, she's the Destiny's Child lady. Oh, how did she then? Yeah, you're right. How did she? Yeah, this is the thing. It's like, because N-Dubs are uh, uh, like this cool young band, I'm led to believe. Gary Barlow's a legend. Louis Walsh knows music backwards in terms of boy bands and all that. He's managed them all. Kelly Rowland used to be in a big band and is now really, really overshadowed by Beyonce. How did she end up in there? Maybe because they couldn't get Beyonce. Ah, well, that's, 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 that's very possible. So... If you if you did an, well, you've got it tough enough. But Mike, if you had an X Factor for wrestling, who would be your three judges? Three oh, judges. Three judges. Okay, that's a very oh, that's a good one. The three judges. Now you need to think of people who would actually be critique, and you know, as in like the good people would actually get in. But you also need the entertainment aspect there as well, don't you? So you need a bit of everything. So you do, you see, and you got your th- you got three judges. I would go with someone who I think would be an excellent judge, JR. Yep. I think he'd be an excellent judge. Definitely. And he'll call it down the middle as well, wouldn't he? He'll tell you, he'll tell you what you think. He'd tell, he'd tell it like it is. We had JR, who could be like the sort of, I guess, Gary Barlow figure, because he would just pick out the really good. Yep. He would know what he's talking about. Maybe Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Because he'd be very good at judging if they got that, no pun intended, that X Factor, but those great promos and all that. Yep. And last of all, Zack Ryder. <laughs> Zack Ryder. Yeah. Or maybe Gold Dust. Oh, no. Fucking hell. Oh, no. The Gold Dust, poor thing. That's it. Well, he hasn't got much else to do. <laughs> No, he doesn't, does he? See, yeah, yeah, I potentially could have also gone for Mick Foley. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that it makes could, sense. It could be in the running. Um, uh, you could stick Heyman in there, maybe. Oh, that would be good, wouldn't it? You could stick a Heyman in there. Just a thought. So, who would present it, though? Who'd present it? Yeah. Dave Mustaine of Megadeth. There you go, fantastic. Sorted. Lead singer of Megadeth. I'm not too sure why, but he just could. Uh, (laughs) No, fuck it, I'd host it. Mike, brilliant. I'll do it, yeah. That's going to get a five rating from the off, and it will only increase. Exactly. (laughs) Five-star rated show. Five effing stars, exactly. Five fucking stars, yes. Um, well, before we go, do you have anything to say to the fans? Hi! No, that's not it. Um, let me see. Before we do go... Yep. Actually, one thing's crossed my mind, right? Yep. Now, I've been... Now, I, I know that we don't talk about TNA very much because it's run like a fucking child's playground. But right. one thing... Yeah, but like, oh, but what the cause of my right? Because they've got Bound for Glory coming up very soon, haven't they? Yes, they do. They do. And they decided through their bizarre rankings, ratings, Bound for Glory series, system, team challenge series report. Yeah. That the number one contender is Bobby Roode. Really? Yes. I did not know that. I know. It's rather random, isn't it? Well, it's TNA. This is the thing. I've got nothing against Bobby Roode. I think he's a good wrestler. I think it's great that the number one contender is a guy who's been in TNA from the start, but or, or nearly from the start. But it's kind of like, what? Hey, it's pretty weird. It's a bit odd. I assume it'd be Crimson. Well, it's, it's TNA, Mike. That's all I can say. That's true. For all we know, the winner. For all we know, the winner of the team challenge series and number one contender could have been Brian May. It makes more sense. That does. Could it have been Brian May? I hate to say it. That does make more sense. 
Well, imagine the national anthem that he'd have played before it started. That'd be, that'd be great. That would, wouldn't it? He shows that wilder thing or two. <laughs> yes, he would. No, but Zach Wild isn't a brilliant guitarist. No, I'm sure he is. Indeed, and then and then of course you've got Zach Ryder. I don't think he plays guitar. No, he doesn't. But he does make very amusing little videos. Yes, he does. Yes, he. Yes, he does. I mean, how many of them have you seen? Any? A couple I've, of them. They're quite funny. I've only seen the little clips they pumped in a raw that time. Oh yeah. But the idea that the, the the one where he's on a fence saying, "I just." climbing a fence. I just can't get over! That's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> I've got to get over! <laughs> and, the one, and the one where he doodles a bank note and says, see, I can draw money. Oh. <laughs> it's just fantastic. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but it shows you they should use that more, shouldn't they? But they don't. But Well, I'm very pleased that they're using it at all. because Yeah, well, that's they're... something. Yeah, because like you said, WWE have so often only like their own creations. Yes, and, well, well, Vince McMahon, let's say. Yeah, 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 he, he is special, sort of thing. And, and like, they said to him a few weeks ago, do you want to put it on WWE.com? And he said no. But they're still using it. So I, I, I think kind of I doff my cap to them for that. Oh, my God. I know. Now I just need a cap. <laughs> I've got a cowboy hat. I could use that. <laughs> it's sitting next to me. Oh, kinky. It's not a kinky thing, it's cool. Uh, and that, well, depending how you use it. See, if you're naked wearing a cowboy hat, potentially kinky. Or in the, or, or, or in the case of you and I, just highly arousing. Yes, highly, yeah. <laughs> highly arousing. Speaking of which, right, just before we go. Yep. Yes, yesterday, like I said, I went to the O2 to this music exhibition they had there. All right. Which was really good. But they had a thing, I was there with my friend Mark from the Brig, the drama school. And as we were passing, they had this little Sky News booth. And okay. It turned, and it turned out it's for people to, like, present the new, news, like a mock news report. Oh, nice. So me and Mark had a quick go. So he said, so it's like, right, introduce yourself and read the story. So he just went, do 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 Hello, I'm Mark Feedham. Today, and then there was an auto cue, and then you say the thing. So I started off, <clears throat> good evening, I'm moist regularly. <laughs> I, I started off my news report by saying, good evening, I'm moist regularly. And it was difficult to do the rest of the thing because the two people running it and Mark were just sitting there giggling. I moist regularly. I'm moist. That was my name as a newsreader. I'm moist regularly. Uh, a very unique name. I'm thinking of using it for when I host the Wrestle Factor. Do it. What are we going to call that show, by the way? Uh, I like the Wrestle Factor. I like you it. Like wrestle Factor? Yeah, the Wrestle Factor. Not the X Factor. Because that will... Th- Xbox is not allowed on it, so... Ah, yeah, that's a good point. If we call it the X Factor Wrestling, they'll think, where is he? Yeah, they will, won't they? So, yes, the Wrestle Factor. The Wrestle Factor. I can see it now, Ish. Yep, exactly. How's WrestleMicious doing? Uh, I... Pass. I have no idea. We must find out how WrestleMicious is doing. Do you know how WrestleMicious is doing? Email us at www.podcast.googlemail.com <laughs> There you go. But before we go, kids, when I look around the room I'm sitting in, I see, I see a few things, I see a few memories. Not many, because ha- the room's only been done out of this for just over a year. But I look around and I see, I see a hippie costume that I bought that was going to be used in a play, but in the end wasn't. I see my wall, which now has a Smirnoff vodka mirror thing, and now has some wonderful album covers of, of years gone by. I look over and I see a wall-mounted thing about wrestling, which is a picture of John Cena and Rey Mysterio and D-Generation X. Bobby Lashley's on there as well. You can't have it all. But also, no, I've got nothing against Bobby Lashley. Uh, Booker T, marvellous. Batista, yeah, cool. Doesn't even look like Mason Ryan, by the way. And speaking of Mason Ryan... Mason makes me think of Maisonette. <laughs> Especially think of half of a house. Now, if you live in a Maisonette, good on you, you're still one step up from Dale Farm. And the thing is, 
Wrestling is an odd thing because there are so many sports, right? And bear with me here, where it's kind of a class thing. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's an idea that only that only posh people watch rugby. There's an idea that only posh people watch cricket. There's an idea that only mad people watch golf. That one is true. There's an idea that only thugs watch football. That's not true. But with wrestling, we can all watch it. There are people who are too snobby to watch a quote-unquote fake or work sport, but that's up to them. But at one point, wrestling in this house was watched by me, my brother Daniel, my sister Hannah, very briefly, who was like nine at the time, and even my deacon dad. So what I'm getting at is this, is that wrestling is one of those things where it can be enjoyed by all. Because there's always something in there that's worth looking at. Maybe you love going on YouTube and at the moment you're really feeling Zack Ryder. Maybe you love John Cena. Or maybe you hate him to the point where you love Alberto Del Rio. Or maybe you're the sort of person who likes to look at the business from the outside, maybe a bit like, maybe a bit like we do, and love a bit of CM Punk. Or maybe you're that mad person who, in addition to golf, enjoys a bit of TNA. But what I'm getting at is this. Not really. What I'm saying is this, is that right now in wrestling, I think it's quite interesting because there's a bit in there for everyone. And maybe... If in life we can bear that in mind, be a bit less selfish and try and spread a bit of ourselves around to all the people who need us, then maybe we'll be better people. And maybe we can be the wonderful thing to look at and to love in our lives, in in our social class, that wrestling is for all the social classes. (laughs) 